and welcome to Wide World of Fan Fiction, where fan fiction is treated as the high art form that it is. And today's purest form of literature is sponsored by bringing up the promo right now. M by Magic. It is sponsored by Magic Cat Crafts. Yes, that one. I have an entire list of these I lovingly hand wrote. Do you like it? It's been my job. Do you need cute stickers in your life? And bracelets? Not really. Well, shut up, you do! Magic Cat Crafts has all the cute magical crafts your magic heart desires. Did I mention they're cute? They are adorable! Be an adorable magical being of light and love with Magic Cat Crafts. Vending at Midwest Hoy and Comic Fest 2, September 30th through October 1st in Bloomington, Illinois. They also have an Etsy store, which I will leave a, leave a link to in the bio because I was able to find theirs easily. Unlike some other people who are vending at Midwest Hoy and Comic Fest 2. <laughs> and I don't remember what, what themed month it is because... I don't, and I misspelled like three words in there because I was writing those data. But anyway, today we have a gem of a story. It's one of the more ambitious crossovers, and I think... Oh, Dog Day! Yesterday was Dog Day! That's why I chose... Isn't that right, cat? Sleeping on my Halloween decorations. I was supposed to bring those downstairs, but no, he, he's sleepy. He, 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 he can rest. He's a busy guy. Today, <laughs> today's story is Scooby-Doo Wicked Game by Kendra Kelnick. A Scooby-Doo story set in the Squid Game. Lawyer Daphne Blake takes on, a, eh. mm. takes on an international case to help her father, an investor, with her fellow NYPD detectives. She travels to South Korea to investigate the disappearance of a young Cho, Cho Sang-woo after financial crimes and strange events. Unwittingly, they become pieces in a cruel game in which the villains are not unmasked in the end. It's right. That's right. The Scooby-Doo Squid Game crossover, and it is complete, and how many, I was trying to count and have scrolling, 32 chapters! So, yeah, we're not going to get through all 32 chapters today, but, <laughs> it is rated T, it is in English, it is crime suspense, and has Scooby-Doo people, and there are one, a lot of words, 44 reviews, 5 faves, 7 follows, and it's updated, in 2022, so pretty recent, I say, <clears throat> let me do my vocal exercises and drink some, god damn it, who put the water over there, Wobble Pet? I'm sorry, I'm kidding, I'm not firing you, said Psyduck, Psyduck, intern Psyduck, hold on. Intern Psyduck is still employed, but we're having a meeting after this. I got my water. <laughs> let's jump into the, let's into the water first. 
and then we can do the story. <laughs> chapter one. It's it's just called chap chapter one. Nothing. Yeah, pretty. Well, yeah, they get they yeah they get chapter titles later if you want to read those. But I, honestly, I I respect the laziness. This is a lot of words to write. Author's note: I do not own the copyright on Scooby Doo and Squid Game. This is a Scooby-Doo story in the Squid Game universe. It's not exactly a crossover because the focus will be on the Scooby-Doo characters. Squid Game characters will only have their names mentioned. It contains violence, adult themes, just mentioned, nothing explicit, murder, and swearing. The chapters are long and the events take a while to happen. I apologize for that. But don't apologize for that. We have to wait for things now. But I miss having to wait for things. Do you remember going to Walmart and having to wait an hour to get your photos done so you put it around the store? I miss this. <laughs> You've got to buy more stuff. <laughs> well, your parents got to buy more. You got exercise. Anyway. <laughs> Chapter one. There are lights everywhere. Flashes from cameras and cell phones, lamps from the film crews of major networks, helicopters, headlights from NYPD vehicles, lasers from SWAT guns. As always, the end of a major case solved by Captain Frederick Jones is something cinem cinem cinematographic. However, for me, the only light that, ever that matters at this moment is the light of the digits on my watch. Which which shows that soon it'll be over and I will have my well-deserved vacation. I am so tired that I don't even care about Fred again, hogging the microphones and taking all the credit for discovering that a former Marine was dressing up as a diver to steal yachts from the rich Upper East Side people. Months ago, I swear I would have cared. After all, I am the DNA girl, the science behind every case Frederick Jones solves. I'm the carbon-14 girl that analyzes any crap found at crime scenes. The girl who finds three people, three phone digits in an old notepad and compares it with, with the database of over 420 million phone numbers and still finds this son of a bitch. I am all the dirty work of the NYPD, so I have every right to demand my slice of applause and my lines of praise in the New York Times. But today, I can only care about the com comforting scene of arriving at my house, taking off my glasses and forgetting that crimes exist. Today, all the credit goes to Captain Jones. Hey, Belle, good job. We wouldn't have made it if you hadn't found those microscopic algae. The red-haired girl hugged me tightly before I could answer anything. I had no option but to hug her back so that she could let me go faster. In fact, if it weren't for my algae, Fred and I wouldn't have made it. She, poor little one, poor little one, had nothing to do with our case, since she doesn't even work for the NYPD. Daphne is always around, following our work, offering legal help, and meddling a lot. She does everything to get a few seconds of the attention from Fred Jones, her teenage crush since high school. Lately, she is doing even more things to get closer him to him. As Fred has recently ended his second engagement, he is available again. I feel very sorry for Daphne because, admittedly, Fred is still in high school and has never matured enough to develop any kind of involvement, except obviously sexual, with a woman. So for Fred, the sweet and kind-hearted Daphne is just a pretty lawyer who can adorn his bed and make him earn manhood credits with his equally immature friends. Look! Daddy even went his, sent his congratulations to our team. He is very pleased to hear that the marina robberies have been solved. 
Against my will, the, the screen of an iPhone 13 was placed in front of my face, and Daphne was euphorically pointing to the congratulations that George Blake sent via WhatsApp, accompanied by an emoji of applause. I have received far more elaborate and emotional automatic emails from Amazon on my birthday, but for Daphne, receiving a simple congratulations, which probably was only written congrats, and the rest was filled in by the autocorrector, and an emoji from her own father was like a family Christmas Eve around the fireplace. Her mother, Nan Blake, is even less affectionate, and Daphne is satisfied when her mom views without responding any of her messages. Mommy saw the link I sent. Oh, she's online. Oh, she's typing something. Between shrieks of joy, Daphne looked at the screen in a childish way, waiting for crumbs of a love she never received. I felt sorry, because I knew the answer would never come. Nanders probably without her reading glasses, impatiently pressing the mobile screen to close the application. And WhatsApp understood this attitude as typing a message. So I quickly celebrated and changed the subject, so she wouldn't be disappointed by the lack of an answer. Marcy also saw the link. I hope... I Look, I just sent it, and she already replied. Look, she even sent me some jokes about... Marcy saw it, saw it in three seconds because you are incredibly beautiful. If it were any other woman in the universe, including her boss and her own mother, it would take her at least two weeks, and she would only answer if it was very urgent. This is my fiancé, Marcy, Marcy Fleech, and this is Daphne Blake, my best friend, who was not an emotionally independent who was not only an emotionally dependent, but also, but also extremely naive. Obviously, I couldn't verbalize the real answer, so instead I was direct. Marcy Fleech is being Marcy Fleech. Know how she is. My response caused a beautiful smile on her face. Yes, it seemed, but it's not only my fiancé who is an inexplicably kind and beautiful woman. That must be why Marcy and I get along so well since high school. We have a lot in common. And do you have any plans for your vacation? I thought about going to California for about ten days. Chomsky is giving, is giving a lecture at UCLA that I am dying to see. Then we will go to Europe. Marcy said that a group of scientists is developing a study on Hawking radiation at the University of Berlin that will be... Shh! Before I could finish her sentence, Daphne covered my mouth with one of her hands. She does it since, she does it since five years of age, but this time I was offended. Shh! He's going to talk, she said putting her cell phone camera to record and pointing it at Fred, who was starting his big interview. Later, we talked about vacation. Okay. Later, we talked about vacation, okay? I need to talk to you about something very important. I didn't say any other word. I just answered by rolling my eyes and making a grimace, which she copied in the end. We both laughed at each other. Come on, are you really going to film another stupid interview? How many useless gigabytes of Fred Jones do you have on your hard drive? This time she responded with a gesture, a rude middle finger shown dis disgustedly, while the other fingers held, held up the cell phone. You should stop making room for this idiot on your hard drive to make room for him in the other of your things. The emphasis I put on the expression, in other of your things, made Daphne's cheeks blush violently. Soon I felt the beak of the Louboutin scarf hitting me angrily on the shin. And she, now angry, began the quick maneuver of deleting the video I had ruined and starting a camera to continue filming the rest of the interview. I laughed as I realized the disruption I had caused. Another video successfully ruined. Like, hey girls, let's eat something later, I'm starving. 
Daphne squirmed with anger and pointed to the camera on, indicating that she was recording and didn't want any sound to spoil the interview. She didn't ask for silence because I am the one in charge of telling Detective Rogers, whom he affectionately nicknamed Shaggy, to shut up since her high school days, so I played my role once again. Like, sorry, Daph. Hey, where do you, where do you, where do you guys want to go? Like, how about the Mexican restaurant that's on YouTube ads? Daphne rolled her eyes and gave up asking for silence. Norville was no good with nonverbal language, and he wasn't good with verbal language either. But by some miracle, Shaggy graduated with honors at college, and I joined, joined the police. Okay, the major accomplishment of his police career was to work five years in DEA smoking pot in the bathroom without getting caught. But still, seeing Norville succeed in a career was something impressive, especially after so many high school teachers emphasized that he would be a complete failure. I particularly never thought he is dumb. In fact, Norville's is a typical example of that phrase, if you judge a fish by his ability to climb a tree, he will spend his whole life believing that he is stupid. He is a genius, in his own way. If you judge him by his ability to know what a mitochondrion is, you will think he is stupid. Now, if you judge him by his ability to play video games and tinker with computers, you will think that he is the new Steve Jobs. Like, Dap, did I ever show you the app I made for Scoob? Poor sweet Daphne made a negative gesture with her head. Her facial expression was divided between frustration at having Fred's interview ruined and compassion for her friend. It was begging for her attention. Finally, compassion won, and she ended the short video to hear Norville. As I said earlier, Norville is a genius in his own way. At the NYPD, he is the kennel guy in charge of the dozens of sniffer canines who do a scientific job in that is dirtier, yet very similar, including lit in labor benefits, than mine. Among so many dogs, his favorite is a brown flat-nosed retriever that he named Scooby-Doo because of a stupid old song that keeps repeating Dooby-Dooby-Doo. To make his job easier, has developed an application... He has developed an application that transfers barking into human language. Obviously, <laughs> the translation has no scientific basis, but this fact didn't stop it from being an absolute hit with downloads worldwide. Scooby-Doo, give me a bark, dude! The obedient canine barked enough to ruin the interview, and to annoy the reporters and bosses of the NYPD, and to form words in the app that made Daphne and Orville laugh. What's up, gang? Another case successfully solved. Daphne welcomed Captain Jones with arms wide open and congratulated him with a generous kiss on his cheek. Shaggy and his turn greeted Fred with incomprehensible synchronized handshakes at the schoolboys did. I greeted him with my usual grumpy expression because he took all the credit for the case again. Oh, come on, Belle. I mentioned, I mentioned your seaweed. He didn't mention it, Belle. I filmed. Neither Fred's argument nor Daphne's flattery convinced me otherwise, so I made no effort to change my facial expression. Like all egocentrics, Fred Jones couldn't tolerate girls who didn't smile at his charms, so my bad mood was on per was a purposeful weapon to hurt him at his greatest weakness. Next time, you will let me talk live about my own seaweed, or you'll have to find your own seaweed. You're lucky I'm happy with well-deserved vacation, otherwise I'd... I'd... The tone of my voice mixed with my forefinger pointing at his pointy nose every time I finished a sentence contributed to increase Fred Jones' narcissistic... Narcissistic insecurity. Checkmate. That's right. Good point, Belle. We are on vacation now. You are amazing. You always think of everything. He expected me to return the compliment, which obviously didn't happen, and the atmosphere was tense. I learned that technique in the book How to Deal with Narcissists, page 23. Speaking of vacation, I have to go, guys. Nice, vac nice vacation to you all. 
And this is how a narcissist behaves when thwarted. Wait, Fred, we, we are going to eat something somewhere, right, gang? Don't you want to come with us? My sullen expression made Fred hesitate to answer. Probably because he was in doubt if he should extend his evening with one of it, the dozen journalists surrounding him, or if he should accept the invitation and try to extend his evening with Daphne Blake. Instead of formulating a response, he simply looked at me and Shaggy, waiting for some confirmation. Obviously, there was no confirmation from my part, but Shaggy was not so firm. Like, sure, Fredster, join us! I sighed and rolled my eyes as Daphne celebrated yet another victory for her pet narcissist. So I decided to practice another precious lesson from How to Deal with Narcissists, Chapter 1. Walk away ASAP. I can't go, gang. I need to go home. Marcy and I need to prepare for our vacation stuff. Marcy could join us, Belle, couldn't she? The Blake family had the habit of using verbs in conditional mode in a subtle way of indicating imperative. Jenkins, it's already four o'clock. Could you bring me my tea? Means Jenkins, bring me my tea immediately because my patience is running out. In other words, Marcy could means call effing Marcy right now. Before answering, I consulted my cell phone and noticed fifteen, 15 missing calls from my fiancé and call me as soon as you can messages. I smiled quietly at the possibility that Marcy would decline. I need to call her by the amount of calls. I think something happened. And where are you guys going? There's a great sports bar at 35th Street. Before returning Fleetie's calls, I put all my energy into shooting Fred Jones one more time with my disapproving look. After all, he wasn't even invited initially, and now that he was included, he wants to determine the location of the dinner. Damn sense of leadership. Fortunately, he realized my intentions and shut up immediately. The phone didn't even call when Marcy answered. Hi, honey. I need to talk to you about... About talk to you urgently about our vacation. Uh, what's up, Mars? Uh, well, it's just well, come home, will you? Unlike the Blakes, Marcy Fleet uses the imperative mode to indicate the conditional mode. Inheritance from her days as the student council president, when she needed to be authoritative and nice at the same time. That is, come home means, could you kindly come home, please, so I can personally tell you something you won't like to hear. By a lapse of stupidity, I left my cell phone on speaker mode while I asked Marcy about going to dinner with the gang, so I couldn't lie to Daphne when she agreed. Daphne, great, I thought a simpler, more informal place. How about Benihana? Everyone agreed with some resentment. I love it when Daphne Blake tries to be affordable in her choices. She always fails miserably. Now, I was condemned but not only to do something I didn't want to do with a person I didn't want around. I would also have to, have to spend far more than I would like to spend on sushi. Finally, we agreed about a time and I left them at the moment. At the moment, the vain Captain Jones was beginning to explain a thousand times how he managed to solve the crime. In the middle of the five-block walk, a high-speed Scooby-Doo run over me with Norval's Carl Hayes in his mouth. She hey, l like, I'm sorry, Belle. Scooby loves the, steal loves the stealing my stuff game. Norval helped me up and continued walking silently beside me. It was his own way of talking about my disagreement with Fred having, without having to say anything or having to choose one of us to defend. Another case successfully stolen, huh? Like, let it go, Vel. Let it go. It's obvious that you're upset, too. He stole the effing case for himself, Norval. We worked how many months on it? Six, eight? I can't count how many tests I did. How many botany books I had to read to find out about those damn algae. And now all the, cre now all the credit goes to him? I don't care, really. You don't care? Of course you do. If it weren't for Scooby and the other canines, we'd never find the bandit's trail. Without the trail, we'd never find the algae.
Like, forget about it, Belle. The bandit was arrested, that's what matters. The rest is a useless fight of egos and manities. As I said, Norval is a genius in his own way. He managed to silence my anger with a simple and cathartic sentence. I couldn't answer anything. After all, he was right. Putting my vanity in a ring with Fred Jones' vanity would be an endless duel of titans. Not having anything to say, I laughed to see the cheerful Scooby running from his guardian and stopping from time to time to look back and make sure he was being followed. Velma, are you are you also depressed to spending the, are you also depressed to spend the amount of fi five meals on a single dinner or is it just me? Despite just being just the dog guy, Norval makes five hundred dollars a year more than me. The DNA girl with the with post doctorate. Great merit of sexism. Plus he comes from a financially comfortable family. He's the son of a generous and understanding father who gives him money as often as my parents give me bad advices on how I should live my life. So Norval's major problems with money are actually caused by an unexplained metabolism, which makes him hungry all the time. And the existence of the first-person shooting, shooting games that require payments for the release of accessories. So the $500 that he earns more than me all is all, are always spent on hamburgers and CSGO guns. It's okay, Belle. I'll take some of the money from the reserve I made for, for, made for Valorant's Battle Pass. When I was about to start talking about another random subject, Scooby-Doo got tired of running and lay down to chew the keys. Shaggy said a quick goodbye and run to the dog, who who happily started running away from his guardian again. I didn't have to walk far to get to my building, nor I didn't have to get my house. <clears throat> nor I didn't have to get to my house to talk to my fiance. As I passed through the gate, Marcy was waiting for me in the hall with a familiar, "I did some kind of shit, and I'm here to apologize." Face. Honey, I'm so glad you're here. I so needed to talk to you. Marcy hugged me superficially and quickly. I returned the gesture in the same way, waiting for her to explain what, what, what was going on. However, like all the time she wants to justify herself for doing something she knows I won't like, she was not objective. As we were walking up the stairs, she started a confused conversation about, magne about magnetic cards, commented about her experience as a marketing designer, brought up the card subject again by revealing that she started a project to make e ecologically harmless cards. But I only understood the meaning of the conversation when I opened the door of the apartment and found hundreds of magnetic cards made of recycled paper with the logo of amusement, with, of amusement park that the Fleet family maintains in Orlando, Florida. Mars, what the F is that? Why didn't you pack your bags yet? We leave tomorrow morning. Well, I'm sorry. I started a publicity project for my parents' park, and we will have to cancel our vacation. Dad called for help, and I couldn't refuse. They can bankrupt Velma. The Fleach family have been, try have been trying not bankrupt for years, obviously due to the fact that they keep a traveling amusement park with dubiously operating toys from the 70s in a city like Orlando, Florida. is not a very smart idea. And also due to the delusion of success of Mr. Fleach, motivated by bad financial coach. coach Coach's books. That's you, Murph. Who spends twice as much as he raises believing that one day he will be the new Walt Disney. I swear I've searched for words to confront Marcy, but I couldn't find them. A few questions popped into my mind. Will they pay for your work? Will your work be a success? Can your father afford hundreds of recyclable magnetic cards? Will color colored color co will colored cards? Convince customers to pay and risk their lives on toys that use pig grease as lubricant, but I wasted no time in verbalizing them. After all, I knew the answer to all of them. Marcy Michelle Fleet, I can't believe what you just told me. 
Velma, listen. I refuse to listen, Marcy. Do you have any idea how selfish this, this decision is and why I am the last one to know about it at the last minute? You're not the last one to know. Never mind. You should have asked me first, don't you think? It even crossed your mind that I should have been consulted about how I will spend my well-deserved vacation. I work like crazy, Marsh. I don't even get some credit for my work. And we hardly see each other daily. We're always working on our careers. And the only time we can meet together are you. Do you arrange a spin vacation in your parents' filthy trailer park? How do you expect me to react to all this? I expect the woman who loves me to understand. Who loves me understands me, that's all. How selfish it is to demand that I have some fun while my parents are on the edge of bankruptcy, unable to afford their own medicine. As selfish as using the love I feel for you as a way to manipulate me in the favor of your decision. And we drag on this argument for hours, between accusations and emotional exhaustion. The discussion lasted until twenty minutes before the time we set, we set to meet the gang at the restaurant. I quickly got ready, far away from her because I couldn't even look at her face. And I intended to go alone, but then I realized she was ready and waiting for me at the door. And that was, Chen, woo! That was a long chapter, and that, pretty solid there. There were a few... If you look later, there's a disclaimer that says English is not their first language, not that they, they, to bankrupt, bankrupt. They try to turn bankrupt into a verb, which was weird. I don't know what language. Anyway, that's the really only big one. And there were a few, like, really small ones. But I, they, for a second language, this is actually one of the better, better examples. I couldn't, nothing really made me be like, there weren't any peppers or futile errors in this, so honestly, and that was their first language, so yeah, stop being lazy with your words, people. And this is actually not a bad Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I like this, Velma. This is a good reboot. Why couldn't HBO do this one instead? Well, probably couldn't cross over a squid game, but... I and the app is like, like, he developed an app or something, and Scooby, that's actually kind of smart. Like they, they know their stuff, like, dang, they're, they're, they, they know their stuff well, and they have some pretty good ideas. So let's see what else, what else was I going to say? There's, okay, they didn't mention the Squid Game characters yet, but later when the chapters get names, you, they're probably going to be in there. They're, this was a long chapter, we're not going to get through. All of it, and us, there's, okay, there were a few run-on sentences that tested me, but I, I do, everyone does a run-on sentence, but yeah, and that, and just punctuate, I put more punctuation in this, and I, you could, and this, there's this weird, like, it's a script stuff, it's like, the name, and what they said, so it's kind of, I, I don't know. I would have gone with the quotations and like said Daphne instead. That would have helped. And just, it's that we with verb tenses. It's this is they use like some English literary only verb tenses in this, which don't exist but somehow exist. Which is I don't know who's teaching those, but if they are. Uh, they're useful for this. Anyway, let's see what else. What Kendra Kel Kelnick has written. 
likes to imagine. Oh, cartoon characters would be in real life. Oh, so that obviously, yeah, that's her thing here. And she has all Scooby Doo stories, <laughs> and they're not bad. I this that was not bad actually, and I I expected. To, I I went through some things expecting to be like, oh yeah, that's funny. It's like, I was like this is actually kind of good if you just fix the mechanics a little bit of it. But yeah, the, good job, Kendra. Also, good job me for kind of remembering what thing that was. And that was today's story. If you want to read the other how many thirty-one chapters of this, I will leave the link below along with the link to the to what what. I just forgot who the sponsor was. Merv? Merv? Did you curse me? Or was it Psyduck when he cursed me? I can't fire my cat, but I can't fire. They're both licking themselves. <laughs> They're no, no one's saying anything. I will also leave the, li the link to Magic Cat Crafts, too, so you can go check them out. And yeah! Uh, oh, and, oh, and come to Midwest Comic and Toy Fest, too, where you can also tell me what you think about realistic cartoon fan fiction. And also, oh, you can also sponsor me, too, if you're a business or a person or... No politicians, please. I, I've already, I, I, I didn't opt into those on Podbean, so I'm not opting into those now unless you give me a lot of money. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. And, um, bye!